Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to a different episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. Today was a tough day for a lot of people, myself included, but I always want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine, if not your first listen. Uh, but we're almost at puck drop of uh, game five of the Stanley Cup final. And it is, of course, the Colorado Avalanche that have the advantage. On this episode, we are going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about uh, Nemich versus uh, some of the other players that the Seattle Kraken might take um, in the expansion draft. And then we'll do a really quick uh, Firebird Fridays. Uh, So we're going to get back to that And that is what's coming up, that and more, on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, Seattle hockey fans, as I am going live, uh, the teams are on the ice getting ready for um, game five of the Stanley Cup final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche, who are at home. But um, we're going to do a what's cracking. We're talking Seattle hockey, of course. And so... um, we're going to talk about what's cracking for Seattle hockey, but also what's cracking just in the National Hockey League, what's cracking in the world. Uh, again, today has been a pretty tough day for a lot of people. Um, I don't have a wellness tip for you, uh, I, or I should say I usually do the wellness tip at the end of the day, but my wellness tip for today was just like sometimes you got to lean in fully to you're not feeling it, and we got to shut down We're so attached to media. That's part of the reason that this episode's going up a little later. I just needed to decompress and unwind. So if that's something that you need, I hope that you do that as well. But, um, you know, what's cracking is we've got game five tonight. Um, The Colorado Avalanche could win the title at home for Stanley Cup in 20, 20 years. Um, So, yeah. That's, that's what's cracking there. Um, the three keys of the game, I think, are really interesting. Uh, Colorado seeking its first title in 21 years, it is. Um, so there you go. And uh, Tampa has to start off strong. I think this is a really important thing. Um, and they need to be better on special teams. That's what we're seeing from NHL.com. Uh, Be smart at the start. I love this. We talk about this as Seattle Kraken fans a lot. But um, you want to try and jump on the the lightning early if you're the avalanche. If you're Tampa, obviously, you have to really defend. And you want to put your funk on this game immediately, immediately, and show that you're not messing around. Um, You know, balance of power. Uh, The avalanche have been pretty dominant, as you can see on the special team. Um, 
you know, failing to stop the avalanche is something that we see as another key. We know that uh, special teams are important. We talk about it a lot, a lot on the show. Um, but that's a really good read over at uh, Locked On, or excuse me, uh, NHL.com. But uh, here's the breakdown. Uh, you can see the power play is advantageous for Colorado in a big way here. The penalty kill also in favor of Colorado as we have the national anthem being sung right now. I liked how the Colorado Rockies had their uh, their logo changed to Colorado colors. Um, anyway, goals four. You see the avalanche are really pouring it on. Goals against, though. Uh, This is where if Tampa can get a strong start, as we just saw in that article, they might be able to sway things. Let's take a look at the stars, your players to watch in the last four. uh, Yeah, the last four, excuse me. Speaking of number four, um, a number four pick, that is. Kale McCarr, obviously, defender. Uh, You've got Palat, Stamkos, Kucherov, really getting it done for... Tampa Bay, and I think goaltending. We cannot, uh, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about goaltending for both teams. We'll see what happens. Vasilevsky has obviously been amazing throughout the playoffs, but uh, talked about it yesterday. Darcy Kemper came back in a pretty big way after having a tough go of it. So we're almost ready for the puck drop here. He's one and three. They're saying Andre Vasilevsky obviously has gotten all of the starts in the Stanley Cup final save percentage at an eight eight nine. Darcy Kemper three and one record uh, has a save percentage of nine hundred. You know when you put up a seven spot and give up no goals, that's that one shutout for Darcy Kemper. If you're watching live, that's uh, the difference. But as we get ready for puck drop, and I'm going to stick around, not for the whole game, but I did want to get in a show today, even though it was a little bit of a tough day for me, uh, including that I'm a little tired. I got to go to the NBA draft. Uh, tag me out on social media if you want to learn more about that. But we are underway in game five. Could be a game clincher. And coming up next on Locked on Kraken, though, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the Seattle Kraken and some decisions that they have to make with the number four pick. I am inclined to think that they're going to take a defenseman. Is Nemich going to be that defenseman? That's the question of the day that we are going to try and answer as we also take a look at this like little hybrid of a live show and a watch party show and a regular show. That's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Right now, I'm going to tell you about Bet Online. I know that you know Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting information. You get league reviews, news. Of course, you have the NHL Stanley Cup final odds that are up there. It's your continued source for sports betting and wagering information, live betting, esports, and more. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your even podcast news all throughout the season. You can also check check out MMA, boxing, golf even, NBA, all of the goods right over on the website, which is betonline.net. You can use your mobile device or your laptop, desktop, whatever you got. BetOnline is where the game starts. 
you know, as always, we're going to thank you here for listening, not just to Locked on Kraken, but hopefully you're checking out some of our other shows. We like to have a good time here, and you know it's a good time when we have a pretty top, a pretty uh, good top pick in the NHL draft. But it doesn't come without some challenges. The hockey news is among a lot of other places that are kind of uh, – on the fence when it comes to Simon Nemich and David Urasek. Uh, I'm, I got to get these name pronunciations right. And if you watched our mock draft, again, that was on Wednesday's show. Make sure you go watch it. It will be in the show notes. But those players went four and five in our, our mock draft with the Seattle Kraken picking Nemich at four and Urasek going five to Philly. Now, it's razor thin is exactly what we heard um, (laughs) coming from the hockey news. Great analysis there. I want you to check out the video. Um, You know, who is the better prospect? And here's the thing with, um, I think this is really good. So I'm showing you the video. And also, if you look at the hockey news in magazine form, you can read a little bit more on the head-to-head between these guys. But yes, there is definitely a conversation about which is the better player defensively. Now, Hiroshek comes in uh, at bigger. He's a bigger defenseman. And I know that, again, I've talked about it on this show, but there's a conversation to be had on what is best. Do you want a big time uh, defenseman? Is that what you really want to do there? Do you want a guy that's going to be ready a little bit sooner? Um, You know, there's all kinds of ways to go about this, but I I like, again, we see uh, Kraken season, you know, they do a a really great breakdown about Hiroshig versus Nemec. Basically, 5-3 versus 5-1, not a huge difference. A lot of people saying that both are probably a year or so out from the NHL, not a big difference there. I think where Nemec gets a lot more credit than uh, Hiroshig, David Hiroshig is as far as his passing ability, his ability to play again in all three zones. We talked about that yesterday. So... It's razor thin. Also, Hiroshek has been coming off of injury. So again, if you watch the hockey news, uh, the video, again, in the show notes, um, that's up there. Another name, and this is from our guy, friend of the podcast, the one, the only, um, Ryan Soto Clark for The Athletic. Make sure you check out this article. I will link it in the show notes. But also, you know, is uh, Gapier an option? Cutter Gapier, another option here. Again, this is behind a paywall as someone who is an independent. I know we're free here at Locked on Kraken, so I'm going to summarize things for you. But make sure you check out Ryan's work. He does amazing, an amazing job covering the Seattle Kraken. Um, who should they draft? So here's the thing. you've I've talked about it before, but Ryan – is very keenly aware of right-handed defensemen as far as um, what the Seattle Kraken need. Even at the end of last season, exit interviews that we've played and are up on the Locked on Kraken YouTube page, you should have heard Ryan 
Clark asking this question. So he already had his um, kind of mindset there. Um, so Gaithier now is an interesting uh, situation because he's a wing, but could transition to center. And so a lot of people saying that that might be a choice if you want young talent, obviously Maddie Beneers at number two last year, Gaithier Cutter Gaithier at, at number four this season. If you want to have some players, some young players that you can develop that will run up the middle. And we heard from Ron Francis that he wants to build up the middle, um, starting with goaltending. <laughs> Ooh, that's a whole situation. Obviously, defenseman next, and your centerman is huge. I personally am not thrilled with having a guy that's playing on the wing changing over to center at this level. I know it happens a lot. It's a transition that guys have to make. You see it in all sports. You might have played one place at one level, and then you got to switch over. I... I'm not saying that here's the thing I was going to say, I'm not saying that we don't need a centerman. I'm not saying that we don't need a winger. The Seattle Kraken need everything. Okay. We need everything. I do like a little more size. I don't think you get size just for size's sake. Nemich is still my pick right now though, because I like his composure. I like uh, his stamina and his speed. I like his puck control. I want someone that can manage the puck. The Seattle Kraken had a lot of self-inflicted wounds last season. Exits were terrible. Entries were terrible. I mean, just the passes in transition, abysmal. So I like Nemich. I've seen, as I said, some video on the, on the young guy. Looks like he can do that. So, uh, you know, it's it's really check it's really check really check what it's i was reading uh chesnia um anyway it's really tough to figure out what's gonna happen here um you know you uh, and, and in this article you see that ryan is also talking about familiarity and how that plays into it how much do you know about the team that your top draft prospect is coming from something that we hear a lot in this particular draft is that you might not get a superstar, but you can get some really great pieces. So how much is the Seattle Kraken also thinking about the full picture, the full board? They have so many picks in the next three drafts, this one included, of course, that they can really think about the big picture, including if they want to deal some of those picks. So, um, you know, I I think it'll be interesting. Gavier also comes in at at 6-3-2-0-1. So out of the three, uh, Yurishek, Gaithier, and uh, Nemich. Nemich is actually the smaller one, not by a lot. Um, but we'll see what happens. Gaithier a little bit lower on kind of what they consider like the combined or, uh, you know, the consolidated score, if you will. Um, Nemich as high as three, as low as nine, uh, kind of in that range as well. Um, I love that the hockey news was like, listen, you're not necessarily, you know, crying home, uh, you know, crying in your milk. If you get either one of these players in the Seattle Kraken's case at number four. <sighs> so I think what I want to say is I want to keep giving you names that are potentials. I want to keep giving you names 
that we might see go to the Seattle Kraken. And I think things will start to come to light. Things will start to change. We're seeing other teams make deals, obviously re-signing players. That's another thing the Seattle Kraken really have to figure out what they're going to do with their free agents, with their RFAs. Ah, So lots to consider. All right, coming up next on Locked on Kraken, I do want to talk about Firebird Fridays. And we've got a new head coach. We're going to take you over to The Athletic once again to talk about the coaching uh, the coaching appointment, if you will, for um, the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, Bilesma is the pick. Also want to give a shout out to Kelly Nash, former bench boss at Princeton with the Riveters, played and won an Isabel Cup championship with the Riveters, was named the LIU Long Island University head coach for the women's hockey team. Um, I know that from a conversation that I had with Kelly Nash last season when she was an assistant coach for the Riveters, she was trying to figure out what the next step was. Being in charge of a team is pretty cool, and we know that as Seattle Kraken fans because we've got a new bench boss for our new AHL affiliate. So that's what's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Let's talk about Bilesma. All right, for those keeping score at home and watching alongside me, we're still in the first period. We've already had a Tampa Bay power play, but we are scoreless in game five of the Stanley Cup final. Again, my name is Erica Elayala. Let me come back on screen here. Erica Elayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. I'm excited to talk to you a little bit more about Bilesma. Um, And so now Bilesma has experience in the NHL, was the assistant coach for the Charlotte Checkers, which, of course, we were co-parenting with the Florida Panthers. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting. We see so many, you know, it's like called the hockey coaching carousel, and for good reason. We see it happening at the NHL level. But Balsma, you know, he's bounced around a few times. He's been with Buffalo. He's been with Pittsburgh, where he won uh, a cup. He's been with Detroit. And, um, you know, he talks about in a piece with Ryan Soto Clark, he talks about knowing that after he left Detroit, that he knew his next opportunity was going to probably be in the AHL. Um, you know, and he says when he left Detroit, the AHL was the direction he was leaning in. So, um, you know, I think what's interesting is from Bilesma's conversation and that to- that full um, media availability is up on the Locked on Kraken YouTube page. Shout out to those listening audio only. I love you. We are going hard in the paint on video, so you can check that video out. I did mention, though, that we're doing like the, uh, you know, Brady Bunch style tiles. It wasn't a spotlight or speaker, uh, so... You know, it is what it is. You'll have to zoom in if you want to see the different uh, facial expressions. Um, I asked Bilesma, one of my questions that I like to ask is, when a new head coach is coming in, AHL, NHL, WNBA, whatever the case, 
Are they looking to have assistant coaches that are going to help them with, you know, areas that they want to improve on and help with their development, especially for younger coaches? Bosma's obviously not necessarily in that. Or do you want folks that you know you can have run defense, whatever the case is, and do it to perfection so it's something that you don't have to worry about and you can kind of look big picture. The one thing that Biles did say from that question as we continue on with our Firebird Fridays updates uh, by way of the, um, by way of, let me pull it up for you, uh, for the, whoops, for those on video. This is another amazing article by Ryan Soto Clark for The Athletic. But, um, you know, when I asked him about that, he made sure to say, he thought it was a great question, which always makes me feel good. But uh, he, he made a point to say, He's looking for people that are going to develop the players and take them to the next level. And we see Tampa Bay. I've got 1302 left in the first period on my clock. Tampa Bay on another power play. So Tampa Bay, as I just pause this story quickly, because we're doing a little bit of a hybrid. I've got a live watch situation going here. But we talked about Tampa Bay having to expose on the power play um, and get something started. Ooh, nice save there by Kemper. That one went high on him. But, um, you know, we talked about wanting to be aggressive, getting on top of Colorado early. I have said before, from my experience with Colorado, even calling one of their games when they lost in New Jersey, they can be, uh, they can get flustered and frustrated if you get them in the penalty box. And so Tampa Bay already with two power play opportunities, they're 0 for 1 so far and almost halfway through we're at 145 ticks uh minute 45 left on this power play as we're at the face-off dot to the right of Kemper um big shot goes in there Kemper makes that stop um yeah so Tampa's doing what they gotta do but so is Colorado I'm very curious to see how this game is gonna go I believe Steve Dankel's doing a little bit of a live watch tonight so might have to check that out after we finish here but going back to our firebird fridays i love that biles mom knows that he's there to develop the next crop of uh of young guys and that is critically important now that's what dave haxtell said obviously that's something that whether these guys are truly committed or even capable of doing that or not development is so clutch why because it's an expansion team people we're an expansion franchise we gotta play with the big boys now as they say in uh what was that prince of egypt playing with the big boys now oh such a good little ooh, it's a little devilish right that song uh i'm gonna probably listen to that later but um they're playing with the big boys now so it's um Critically important that they are focused on development. I get the sense that Bilesman wants to do that. Dave Haxtell has that pedigree as well. Don't think it's worked out too well yet for him. I I know a lot of people want Hack in, in the hot seat. I think he is in the hot seat. Am I willing to necessarily give up on him yet? No. Not quite yet. I think he has an extremely short leash. I've already heard some people saying maybe Bilesma pops in there. That would be very interesting, a very interesting contingency plan. Um, but we'll see what happens. I do love that Bilesma has experience with the Charlotte Checkers. We heard how much the guys in our system, again, if you want to check out those exit interviews, go head over to Locked on Kraken on YouTube. We've got a whole playlist for you 
McCormick, uh, Alexander True, of course, uh, you know, we've got Joey Decord, my guy, uh, we've got just all of them. Check it out. So, um, oh, Connor Carrick also. Um, I think we heard that that team came together and they came together really well. You got to give some stick taps then to the coaching staff of which Bowsmo is a part of it. He's telling me in my question to him that he likes developing guys. The guys in Charlotte had a good time. Uh, They had a good time together, even knowing that they were only together for a moment. It's uh, the storming, norming, forming. Ah, do you remember my interview with Allison where we talk about Tuckman's model? Ooh, another great save by Darcy Kemper. Shots on goal, five for Colorado, five for Tampa Bay at the halfway point of the first period in game five in the Mile High City. Um, I think this is going to be a good one. Um, So I like this. I think that there's something to prove here. Haxtell had that. Balsma certainly has it. Balsma seems to be a little bit of a let's say different communicator <laughs> than uh, what we get from Dave Haxtell. Um, I like this quote. Um, he, Bilesma says, maybe I was a stubborn minded guy thinking there was only one way to play. I've matured as a coach and as a hockey guy, there isn't one way, there isn't one right may one right way. Excuse me. Maybe I was stubborn about that before, but I'm more, of a mindset i'm more of a mindset now that it's about getting players to decide as a group how we're going to play chef's kiss i get the sense that haxtell wanted to do a little bit of that as well i get the sense that haxtell maybe is a little more off uh hands off laissez-faire uh you know libertarian however you want to say it i think he expects at this level for the guys to manufacture that on their own. I think that the way coaching, the way communication goes these days, Oh, a little bit of a skirmish in front of Vasilevsky. We got a broken stick delayed penalty coming up here. Oh, it's getting exciting folks. Um, I just don't know that Haxtell was willing or able to push the right buttons at the right time. I think he needed to be a little bit more involved at times it's hard to get a read. I'm not at every practice, obviously, uh, except for in the beginning of the season. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. That looked like it might have went in. Weird bounce. You're going to have to check it out. I'm at the 843 mark. Um, so I don't know. I think Haxtell still has a lot of growing to do. I think it would have been interesting for Bilesma and Haxtell. I mean, I guess they will be working together, especially as we have the development camp coming up, especially as the Coachella Valley Firebirds are going to start their season at Cracking Community Iceplex. So I hope there's a blended approach there. I love that Bilesma quote. Ryan, again, does great jo- a great job getting that. Um, I love this. He wants to get players to fight and build them up to move in the right direction. You can't create fight or you can't, you can only encourage people and empower them to, to figure out how much fight they're going to bring to any particular 
challenge. You can't do it for them. They have to win the games. They have to play the games. I think Dave Haxel knows that. I didn't get the sense that he was pressuring his guys. I do think that he seems the type to kind of, again, let them stew in it. Maybe not having a lot of conversations. Uh, Bilesma sounds like he's a little more communicative. That's extremely important. I think for a younger team, you're still building them up to get to the NHL level or to get to the NHL level consistently. I think Dave Haxtell maybe is a little bit on the older school curve of they know what to do. They have to do it. They got to do the work. Yes, absolutely. And you're the captain. I mean, you're the coach, but captain of the ship, right? Everything is your fault. Everything is your fault when you're the head coach. When you're the head coach, everything is your fault. And it's not about, again, you can't do the work for the guys. You can't play the games for them. But you have to know how to get them to actualize their highest potential. And the Seattle Kraken had trouble with that. They did. They absolutely did. I think they obviously made a goaltending change. Goaltending, again, I I just, we're going to have to talk about, we're going to have to talk about it, aren't we? We're going to have to talk about it. Um, I'm very concerned. <laughs> I was concerned last season. We talked about it a lot during the season. I'm even more concerned, and I kind of feel bad for Drieger. Um, either way, if, if Drieger didn't have that injury, they're going to have to figure something out. Him having that injury now and them needing so many other elements, I don't know. I think it was interesting to read that, there was a high expectation from the goalie tandem and absolutely did not come to fruition. There was a time at the end of the season where it started clicking. Even Philip Grubauer, who I said felt com- he just looked like he felt completely uncomfortable for a, a good majority of the season. He started clicking. That also started coming when we saw that a little bit more of the equity in starts that we were promised and then never got again. We know Drieger had those injuries, but I don't know. When you're losing like that, you might as well throw whoever you got there. We saw Joey Decord get some time, too. I wouldn't say it was great. wouldn't say it was terrible. He did what he had to do. wasn't ideal. Um, so I don't know. But we're going to have to talk about goaltending, keeping a hawk's eye on it. So when we have our What's Cracking news at the top of the show, Best believe I'll be keeping up with what's happening with the Seattle Kraken. We did our Firebird Fridays talking about, of course, Bilesma as the head coach, first ever head coach for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I mentioned, uh, kind of did my um, wellness tip. A lot going on in the world. Some people, unfortunately, might not even resonate with what I'm talking about and how a lot of people who identify in a number of ways that I identify are feeling. And you know what? That's unfortunate. It's also not my problem. I mean, it is my problem. But like I said, as a coach, everything is your fault. In this case, it's not really a coaching situation, but I can't make people care about reproductive rights for um, women. I can't do that um, unless I run for office, I guess, in which case then absolutely I can do that. But uh, I don't know. Tough go. That's why we're doing this little hybrid show, kind of a live watch party, kind of, uh, you know, a regular show, a little bit different later in the day. Uh, But hold fast and stay true until uh, next week 
will we have a Stanley Cup champion at the end of tonight? Or will we have to go through uh, to game six, potentially even game seven? Let's play the games, figure out what's happening. 641 mark in the first period. Scoreless. Hold fast. Stay true. Be kind to yourself. And always be kind to others. You don't know what people are going through. And I will see you on Locked on Kraken next week.